So I rarely speak about NFTs and projects before they mint. However, today I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to speak about one in particular because I think it is very interesting. And that is Michelin. Of course, we know the tire company, the Michelin man, they're entering Web3 in a very interesting way. And the reason why I'm going to bring this up is because they have a history of doing things a little bit different in order to then build communities and sell more tires. So I'm going to dive into this today. And I think you're going to find this very interesting. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So in case you're not subscribed to Nifty Business Week, the newsletter, that is niftybusinessweek.com, absolutely free. I dive into a lot more topics and do a broad overview. I give some exclusive takes and a schedule of live events and what have you, some spaces and different things that are happening. So if you're not subscribed to that, absolutely free, niftybusinessweek.com. But let's dive into this thing. So Michelin, as we know, the 100 plus year old car company or the 100 plus year old tire company is entering Web3. I mentioned that in the intro and you might be wondering, well, what? business do they have in Web3? This is just a gimmick, another big brand entering the space and they don't know what they're doing. However, I think they actually have something here. Going all the way back to 100 years ago when cars weren't as common as they were today, Michelin had this bright idea as to attracting people, marketing to them through some very unique means. Now, Michelin knew that they needed more people to want to drive to various destinations to get more vehicles, and then they would sell more tires. They're a tire company, but they're solely dependent on the fact that adoption of automobiles is how their business is going to grow. So they had the bright idea of trying to drive demand to areas that would cause people to hit the road and drive more often, and if they didn't have a vehicle, they would then want to go and buy a vehicle and so forth. So they decided to do this by one of the most interesting means ever, and that was by doing a catalog. So if you've ever heard of the Michelin Guide, well, this is a guide of various restaurants trying to get that three-star coveted review spot, and it's all over the world. But how that initially started was they had the bright idea of thinking, well, if we review all of these restaurants and hot places all over the place, people are going to want to go to them. So just like when we see these Instagram models and and so forth and they're traveling and vlogging about all these amazing places in Bali and all these places and we aspire to go to these places. So what they had that bright idea of over a hundred years ago was to create this catalog, have some buzz, have some feed highlighting these places that's going to cause people to want to drive to them and in essence sell more tires. So it's very interesting, a long-term game right here. This is not a quick dive in, get your money back. It is really a long-term play. And this is not something where you can directly measure the ROI as to how well this is working. But this is what they've been doing for over 100 years. And it's just very interesting, the business model that they had there. Initially, they launched these guys. They were giving them out for free for years. However, one of the brothers that had started this company realized that, you know what? People value things that they pay for. We shouldn't be giving this away for free. And they ended up putting a price tag on it. And of course, once something has a price on it, people value it more, it was esteemed more. And through the years, when something hits that coveted three-star review that they give out, it instantly makes that restaurant more popular. Even if it hits the one-star review, because one star doesn't mean it's not good, one star means it is very good, but it is the lower tier of their three-star system. They're only reviewing the best of the best. So 
How do they do this? They go around, they send these mystery diners and reviewers, if you will, and they go through some like CIA top secret ways of masking when the reviewers are coming to an area and so forth. It is absolutely crazy. And I heard a statistic that they supposedly spend as much as $28 million per year on this operation. So they're going all over the world. It originally started in France and then it spilled out to various places. Now it's all over the place, the US, Japan, all across Europe and so forth. And their highly coveted three spot reviews are few and far between. And what do they do? They get people to travel and go to these places and it is still going on today. And as a matter of fact, in this day and age, you think something like this is scaling back and Instagram and all these social media posts would replace this, but they're actually expanding the Michelin review. They're going into new territories and now they're actually going to include hotels. So they're expanding. They're adding more clout to various businesses. Of course, everyone wants to be in this and a hundred years of doing this, hundred years of driving buzz. So now coming back to Web3, what does this have to do with anything right now? They're getting ready to drop an NFT project and it's called the Michelin Explorer Club. And the way it's written, the Explorer, instead of an E, it's actually a three. So of course, everything is cryptic and throwing random letters where numbers should be and numbers where letters should be. Uh, they got that right off the bat. But the information for this particular one is going to be a club with exclusive perks and benefits and all sorts of different things. And really, what I think the goal of this is no different than 100 years ago when they came up with this bright idea of having this Michelin guide getting people to travel. Well, remember, this is a tire company. And of course, the mascot that we see reminds me actually of the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. So if you grew up in the 80s or 90s watching Ghostbusters, well, anytime I see this Michelin Man, that is where my mind automatically goes. He's puffy and white and friendly looking and what have you. And I think of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man that was wreaking havoc in the city. But if you ever look at the historical photos of what the Michelin Man looked like, he was absolutely terrifying. Believe it or not, those rolls are not marshmallows. Those are actually tires. Back in the day, tires used to be white. So if you look at the old Corvettes in the old uh, 50s, and they had these white rims. And long story short, not going all technical and stuff, because I'm not even really a car guy. I just know a little bit about history. They used to have a various uh, types of rubber, and rubber comes from a tree. It's not a synthetic oil that, like we used today, rubber came from a tree and they would be white, basically. So tires had white and black. So the Michelin man is a whole bunch of tires and all of that white is from the rubber. And he was absolutely terrifying, the original model of this thing. And over the years, they made it much more user-friendly and uh, kid-friendly, if you will, and happy. Now it looks like a true mascot. But if you Google it, the original Michelin man, it looks like something out of nightmares. Like you did not want that as your spokesperson, your brand. And we often speak about the ROC, the return on cuteness within Web3 and NFT projects. Well, this Michelin man is definitely a cute looking mascot going to, of course, appeal to a lot of people, not to mention that it has a hundred years plus of history. So this is a well-known brand all around the world. So of course, them having this NFT project should have a little buzz within the space. However, the main thing for this is for them to then, of course, sell tires. That's what they do. They sell tires. And you might be wondering how on God's earth could they possibly sell more tires by selling these NFTs? Well, 
just like anyone would possibly look at the fact that they have this restaurant review guide and uh, hotels and they're expanding, spending $28 million a year, having ghost shoppers go all over the place. Like how on earth could that sell more tires? This is a long-term view. They're looking at this thing and they're willing to sink $28 million into a restaurant guide. Well, I think it's safe to say that they're probably going to be in this thing for the long run. They're not looking for an instant pump, some crazy off the wall type of return and uh, then, then go rug pull. This is a company that has been around for so long, right? They have a lot riding on this, pun not intended. Their main business is tires. I assume they plan to be here for the next 100 years. And as far as getting that quick degen rush, that is not what they're going for. So if you're the type of person that wants to go into things and flip and try to make this like quick push, that is not who they're going to appeal to. They're going to be appealing to people who like to drive around and travel. So all the perks and benefits and everything is going to be associated to that. Because remember, number one, they are a business. And number two, their business is selling tires, right? So everything that they're going to do is going to be related to the traveler. And that is why this thing is called the Explorer. But I find this very interesting, thinking way outside of the box, marketing within Web3, however, I actually like what they're doing. They're partnering with various people that are in this Web3 space. They're uh, doing spaces with communities and so forth. And, you know, it's just very interesting to see what's going on here. They're working with various agencies, which many of these agencies I've actually not heard of. And that's because, of course, they are in France and uh, the agencies that they're working with and companies they're mostly European and French. However, just scrolling through their Twitter, I see various things. They're doing collabs and uh, different things, Animoca brands and, and some names that we should be very familiar with in this space. And I just think it's really cool what they're doing. It is just really, really interesting. So haven't been in any of the spaces as yet, but they're getting ready to mint. On October 16th, supposed to be a supply of 5,000. 4,900 of these will actually go to public. They're going to reserve 100 back. Phase one is going to be one hour's a whitelist. Phase two is going to be one hour of the allow list. And then phase three is going to be the public mint. Brings me back to the old days of things. The price is going to be 0.05 ETH, of course, plus gas. And however this is going to go, I don't know. But again, I'm not telling you about this stuff to say, hey, go mint into this thing and this is what you should go to and try to make some money off of this. I'm mentioning this pre-mint, very uncharacteristic of me, simply because I want you to say, hey, go check this out. Just look how they're doing things and how they're tying this in with their business. Because Michelin is not a DGEN company. They are a legitimate company that has been here for a very long time. So I think you should find this very interesting, if nothing else, as a case study. And I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this. But as usual, I just want to take the time to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.